0: This episode is brought to you by DistroKid.
1: What's up, everybody? Chris Fafali is here. Every once in a while, we like to throw out a little sneak preview of the After Party podcast for anyone who might be on the fence about joining our supporting cast. The After Party is our weekly bonus episode for anyone who signs up at com. And at this point, we have a back catalog of fun episodes like the one you're about to hear that's about 150 episodes deep. You'll get instant access to all of these episodes the second you sign up. And of course, Chris and I would appreciate it because we depend on your support to keep Chris to Makes a Podcast up and running. So the episode you're about to hear was released back on October 31st of 2022. And it's all about songs throughout the years that were number one on the Billboard charts on Halloween Day. We had a lot of fun looking back at all these memorable jams. And I hope that you'll have just as much fun listening to it. So here you go. The After Party episode titled Halloween Number 1 Hits. Welcome to
0: the- Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the after party and happy Halloween to each and every one of you. And Chris and I thought that we would go back in time and look at some number one hits that f- that fell on Halloween. And-, and Chris, do you think there's going to be any spooky uh, Halloween
1: theme songs in here? <laughs> That's a good question. And we're going to see. I think we can kind of <laughs> convince ourselves that some of these are Halloween, at least adjacent type songs. And some of them are obvious, but some of them, I, I put asterisks next to them on the list, on ones that I could talk myself into them being kind of a Halloween jam. Are some of them so bad they're scary? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, actually, I think Halloween's a pretty good time for number one hits, cool. as we'll see. All right, all right. So to start off, I went all the way back to 1956 when- Whoa. Elvis Presley had the number one song with Don't Be Cruel. Don't be cruel to who heart is true. I don't want no other love. Baby, it's still you. I'm And can we talk ourselves into "Don't Be Cruel" being a Halloween song? <laughs> Back then, maybe because Elvis was
0: kind of, uh, uh, you know, he, he was this crazy sex symbol that a lot of parents didn't like. So I guess he was scary to some people. But yeah, maybe, yeah, kind of, kind of Halloweenish, but not really.
1: But wow, what, a, what a great song, though! He was scary to conservative parents. <laughs> seeing him gyrate his hips. There you um, go. And also, you know. Ghosts and monsters, they can be cruel. So that's how I convinced myself this is a borderline Halloween song. And the same thing with a year later, Chris. 1957 is also Elvis Presley with Jailhouse Rock. And I think a jailhouse can be a scary place. Crash, boom,
0: bang. The whole rhythm section was a purple gang. Everybody, let's rock. Yeah, he would have been like really hard to knock out of the the, the cup, first couple positions, right? He was like, he, he was the Michael Jackson
1: then. It was like. Yeah, he was killing it then. But I could convince myself that those are okay Halloween songs. We're going to skip ahead a few years. In 1960, couldn't really figure out a way to make this one a Halloween song. But <laughs> the Drifters had the number one song with Save the Last Dance for me. But don't forget who's taking you home you're gonna be so darling, say the last dance for me mm. Baby, don't you know I know how how it could be <laughs> it could be if someone <laughs> is saying save your last dance of your life for me <laughs> ah there you go okay you know? uh, a, a, a bit of a stretch but we'll, we'll take it we'll take it <laughs> a year later in 1961 Dion had the number one hit. That's D-I-O-N. Do you know what song that would be, Chris? Dion was that just
0: Dion, or was it Dion in the Belmonts? Uh, it was just Dion. Just Dion, and this was nineteen sixty-one. Sixty-one, probably something with the word "baby" in the title.
1: <laughs> Close. It's something with the. It's something with the word "Sue" in the title. Oh, Peggy Sue. No. No wait that was Buddy Holly. Run around Sue. Run around Sue. ah run around <laughs>
0: Sue. Gosh, jeez. run around Sue.
1: I Run around Sue. I do not think is a Halloween song. But a year later Chris, here we go. Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers had the number one song in the country with the Monster Mash. Electro. They did the Mash. They did the Monster Mash. The monster mash.
0: It was a graveyard smash. It got on in a flag. They did the Mash. They did the Monster Mash. That's awesome. And I was just going to say, wouldn't you think, especially back then, you know, that that labels would have, you know, had a a Halloween-themed song to
1: send to radio around that time? Dude, I say this every year. There is a real lack of Halloween songs out there. There's a billion Christmas songs, but a real lack of... Of Halloween songs.
0: Yeah, I, I guess every death metal band could kind of be a Halloween song, but I know what you're what you're speaking of. You're speaking of like a Halloween theme. Like the like, the, like, the, like the, the the a present day version of the Monster Mash.
1: Right. You walk into the uh, Spirit Halloween store or whatever the Halloween store is, you're, you're going to hear Monster Mash if you're there for five songs over the loudspeaker. I just, it's just such a lack of them. You know what I'm wondering now, now that I think about it, I, I think it was in the summer. I was a summer blockbuster. I'm wondering if Ghostbusters was around Halloween. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. I will tell you right now, it was not a, Ghostbusters was not a number one song. It may have been a number one movie. It was not a number one song. Um, or actually... Why am I saying that? I don't know if that movie came out around Halloween. <laughs> <It> <laughs> I, I, think, I think it was. I think it was in the summer, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Okay, in 1964, The Supremes had the number one song on Halloween with "Baby Love."
0: Yeah, I don't think that's that's Halloween themed great
1: song has nothing to do with Halloween no Uh, a year later in 1965 one of my favorite songs ever The Beatles Yesterday Suddenly I'm not half the man I used to
0: be There's a shadow hanging over me Oh yesterday came suddenly
1: Why not very halloweeny but you know very kind of melancholy you know i guess <laughs> we're, we're not going to put that in the column of halloween songs but a year later in 1966 now we had question mark and the mysterians with their one hit 96 tears wow uh, do i even know that song um, i don't know the band name you know what chris our listeners are going to listen to this right now. They're going to hear it, but I want you to listen to it right now because you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that song. We'll be together
0: for just a little while. And then I'm going to put to you. Oh, of course, I know that song. It's like straight out of like the Munsters
1: theme. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That song is <laughs> that song is borderline Halloween sounding, and their singer's name was question mark. Like it's yeah. it's pretty halloween I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's a Halloween song. there's something creepy about
0: that organ. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is that definite Munsters Adam's Family type <laughs> thing that you would hear. You know that that keyboard sound. So yeah, <laughs> a year later, 1967. Lulu had the number one song in the country with To Sir With Love Lulu yeah you know that song To Sir With Love uh, no and why am I blanking on this too if you want You don't know that
0: one? I, I don't, but wow. man, you were... So that was some impressive crooning, Chris. That was great. <laughs> Thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How do I not know that song? I've never heard of Lulu. Oh, it's a it was a really big song. It was a I Love My Dad song. It's like a song that would play when a daughter was getting married when she, like, danced with her dad, <laughs> you know? Uh, definitely not Halloween, though. No, definitely not. Uh, a year later, in 1968, the Beatles had the number one hit, yet again, with Hey Jude.
0: Okay, so we got uh, Elvis tied at two and the Beatles at two. We should we should figure out who has the most Halloween hits here at the end. So. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's good that's good to know. Uh, not a Halloween track, but
1: what a what a song though. I can't even convince myself in any way possible it's a Halloween song. But yeah, of course it's a great song. In 1969, one year later, the Temptations had the number one hit with I Can't Get Next to You. Life is incomplete and I'm so Cause I can't get next to you!
0: I can't get next to you because your dress is a werewolf.
1: I can't get next to you because you're dead. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> you so- go. Or something. <laughs> but, no. I can't stand the smell of your rotting corpse. Yes, yes. We're, we're sh- that's a real stretch on that one. Uh, a year later in 1970, the Jackson 5 had the number one hit with I'll Be There. And I can't think of a less Halloween song than I'll Be There. In nineteen seventy-one, Rod Stewart had the number one hit with Maggie May. Amused, but I feel I'm being used, Oh, Maggie, I could never try anymore. You know?
0: Old Rod. Uh, you know that (laughs) old rod (laughs) old rod i I can't uh i I can't figure out how we would uh uh, fit that into the halloween frame but uh yeah but great again great song
1: i'm telling you there's a lot of good songs right there's a lot of great songs around this time of year
0: i'm really surprised so far because again i i I said there might be some songs that are that are scary by nature
1: (laughs) i mean the only one that's a blatant halloween song so far is the Monster Mash now? But 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 real quick, let's let's go back. So you
0: wouldn't release the Monster Mash in April or right. in June, right? Like right. that that had that had to be calculated, or no? Of course, and,
1: and, of course. And if must.
0: so, if so, why isn't there more? I mean, why hasn't a band like AFI done a straight up Halloween song? And if they have, they uh, have. Excuse, <laughs> they have. Yeah. Okay, yeah,
1: for sure. I'll play a clip. <laughs> or no, they did. Well, okay, I take that back. They covered Halloween.
0: No, no. The say, the misfits, yeah, but I'm talking about like an original song that their record label goes to radio, like we're gonna release this at Halloween. Like I could see ghosts doing that or the Misfits doing that. Right.
1: You're preaching to the choir here, man. I can't believe people aren't doing this. I mean, yeah. you're really missing out on an opportunity. People love the spooky season of the year. Okay, and night we're skipping ahead two years to 1973. Gladys Knight and the Pips had the number one song with Midnight Train to Georgia.
0: He's leaving, leaving, on that midnight
1: train to Georgia. The train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Said he's going back, going back to us. Absolutely amazing song, and I'm gonna say, why not Midnight? <laughs> it has Midnight in the title. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. And uh, yeah, let, let, we'll, we'll give
0: it to Gladys on this one. She falls in the Halloween category.
1: <laughs> we're gonna skip ahead nine years now, Chris. We're gonna go all the, all the way to 1982, and I think this one kind of has a Halloween vibe. It's Men at Work with Who Can It Be Now? Only running high. It has like a mysterious vibe. Who can it be now? And like that saxophone, I feel like there's like a, like a minor feel to it. it I, if that came on at a Halloween party, I'd be like, yeah, this fits. This fits the the mood.
0: Okay, I, I could give that a, a it, it's haunting esque. I'll give I'll give that one to you. Yeah,
1: love that song. Two years later, in 1984, Stevie Wonder with "I Just Called to Say I Love You." <laughs> 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 there is
0: nothing Halloween about that. And do you know? Do you go ahead? You're gonna say something. I was gonna
1: say something. I want to interrupt you real quick. You say that, but think about the verses of this song. You know what he does in the verses of this song? Hmm. He names every holiday. So he does mention something about Halloween in this song.
0: No Librason. No giving things to love, the Christmas joy you bring yeah he talks about the month of May New Year's Day yeah um, okay okay so so kind of kind of sorta of. we're gonna give Stevie one here I, I did not expect that at all yeah right well what you know he... that was it yeah good I, well, I was gonna say that was his number one hit of all time, I didn't know that. I know that wow. song was. Ma- I know that song was massive, but think of his '70s output. I know, you know, "Songs in the Key of Life" and some some of that yeah, superstition in those songs. But uh, yeah, that was his number. I, I read that the other day, and I and I actually researched it, and, I, and it's true.
1: Number one, do you think maybe it's because that was his first big hit in the era of MTV, and things just got that much bigger?
0: Absolutely. I, re- I really do. You know, I think that um, I, right place, right time. Definitely MTV propelled that. That song was, was everywhere. It was, the, it was the biggest song, of one of the biggest songs of 84.
1: Yeah, and definitely one of my favorite Halloween songs. We're going to skip ahead two more years to 1986 when Cyndi Lauper had the number one hit with True Colors. Yeah, because you know I'll be there and I'll see your truth.
0: Maybe if it was called Fall Colors, <laughs> could maybe maybe give it to her. But uh, you know, the, what a cool song, right? Yeah. Think about where she think about where she came with the, came from with the record before, right? You know, girls just want to have fun. I mean, yeah, Time After Time was on there. It was a slower ballad, but True Colors is a completely different flavor. I always admired that about her.
1: Yeah, it's an amazing song, and I can't really say it's a Halloween song, but I would say that some of Cindy Lauper's '80s looks definitely lent themselves to a good halloween costume i bet you there were a lot of cindy loppers for halloween in the 80s oh i saw it (laughs) did you oh yeah oh yeah hey a year later speaking of good halloween costumes in the 80s michael jackson had the number one song on halloween no it was not for thriller never was thriller the number one song on halloween day but was this bad yes it was
0: should have been thriller and no th- you just said thriller wasn't released around halloween no never was number 1 on halloween day which is surprising which what a per- like see that's the the kind of song i was talking about that the a, a label would get behind and release right. it to radio right at halloween go through the roof but uh i guess it didn't matter the song went through the roof anyway
1: yeah yeah i mean it didn't matter it's still huge but not ever on halloween day this is this is going on the day of halloween what was the number one song there was no thriller on there which i was surprised but Mm. bad was on there and i don't know bad i don't know bad halloween kind of goes together i don't know but i have one for you now chris three years later 1990 speaking of michael we're gonna go to who i like even more his sister janet and this is absolutely a song that relates to halloween i'm talking about black cat baby
0: That's awesome. Yeah, That that's definitely, uh, you know, black cats are symbolic for Halloween. So we, we got to give it to Janet
1: for sure. Absolutely. And I love Janet and I love black cats black cats notoriously get a bad rap and i guess they get adopted a lot less at shelters and stuff which i think is bullshit because black cats are so awesome and people have these dumb superstitions about them i think they're good luck um we're yes gonna... <laughs> and and, and we, we actually talked about that song not
0: too long ago yep. on the main feed because uh, of michael wagner mixed black cat right that's
1: right yep pretty awesome Hey, everybody, we got to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, but we'll be right back with this sneak preview episode of The After Party.
0: Looking to elevate your music career? DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that enables musicians to distribute their music to online stores and streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Tidal, and many more. DistroKid collects earnings and payments, sending them to you, the artist. With DistroKid, artists unlock a world of possibilities. From easily paying collaborators with splits to securing your music with DistroLock, DistroKid covers all bases. Plus, you can promote your releases with HyperFollow and create eye-catching visuals with a Spotify Canvas generator, all for free. But that's not all. Introducing the DistroKid app, now available on iOS and Android. Artists can manage their releases, view streaming stats, and withdraw earnings, all from the palm of their hand. And for those looking to perfect their sound, check out Mixia. With its simple interface and customizable mastering options, artists can make their music sound polished and professional within minutes. And don't forget about Instant Share, DistroKid's newest feature. Share large files securely with collaborators, producers, and more, ensuring your music streams at the highest quality. Ready to take your music to the next level? Download the DistroKid app and explore their suite of tools today. Plus, listeners can enjoy 30% off their first year by visiting distrokid.com/vip/demakes. That's distrokid.com/vip/demakes.
1: And now back to the after party two years later in 1992 you know i've talked about them chris because i (laughs) they seem to be my go-to when i say i wasn't into 80s metal because i was listening to uh
0: hip-hop r&b
1: yeah yeah and and as a young kid in r&b who would i be listening to I always say that. I- 92 would have been Bobby Brown? Yeah, no no no. Boys to Men is my Boys my go-to. To to. <laughs> when you're listening to Motley Crue, I'm listening to Boys to Men. It's always my go-to. And their number one hit in 1992, which I think is their yeah, I think it's their best song, End of the Road.
0: It's a great tune. It's awesome. Um, yeah, the only way that could be uh, classified as Halloween if the end of the road is when you're dead.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, that's, that's a stretch. <laughs> a dead, a dead end. The last, the last house on the left at the dead end. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I thought that's how I thought of it too, man. End of the road could be end of your life.
0: <laughs> I gotta tell you, man. I, I remember being in college at UF in Gainesville driving down the road, that song would come on and I would crank it up. Like I was into punk rock. I was in metal, but like those guys could sing like, uh like no, like nobody else. And this was before computers were fixing stuff. It was just pitch perfect. What what a, what a great band.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. One of my favorites, one of the groups that shaped my taste in music and probably my, yeah, I know they're an R and B singing group, but really, shaped my love of pop music from the first time I heard Motown Philly really shaped my taste. I think we're going to skip ahead a few years to 1995 when Mariah Carey had the number one hit on Halloween with fantasy.
0: A scary Halloween? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I, I know the song. Um, I'm kind of indifferent. I like a lot of Mariah Carey songs. That wasn't one of my one of my favorites, though.
1: Yeah, I like fantasy. I like... Doo, 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 doo. I like the, like, do 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 dos in it. <laughs> and, what was uh, the song she was doing the whale calls in? Oh, uh, a lot of them. But I know... Oh, <laughs> that, uh, what, 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 what? Oh, I can't even do oh, it. Oh, that is actually, I think... I think that is actually her one of her early hits emotions I, know, I, I can't I can't go there you did it, you get, you get it way better than I did though I couldn't I couldn't get to that top whale call but is that the one you're talking about?
0: Yeah, and if there was some way we could see, uh, see exactly when the <laughs> listeners are turning turning this episode off they everyone would have went off right then
1: right <laughs> But fantasy, I don't know. Halloween time, you're dressing up as a character. It's a little bit of a fantasy, right? Yeah. I think the only thing Halloween about this episode
0: is mine and yours falsetto.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't get there. Four years later in 1999. Now this one (laughs) is a funny one because kind of the sound of this song, I don't know, once again, has a little bit of a Halloween vibe to me. It was Santana featuring Rob Thomas with Smooth. under the
0: moon it's the same as the emotion that I get from you you got the kind of lovin' that can be so smooth yeah. give me your heart and make it real or else forget about it I know the song well, I'm not getting Halloween vibes no? but, uh, but you know what
1: da 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 that lead a little bit <laughs> that santana lead doesn't give you a little bit of like halloween vibes
0: you know i'm a team player leave no man behind i gotta pick up my boy here so yeah i'm, I'm, I'm gonna go halloween with you <laughs> okay yeah smooth is one of my favorite halloween songs <laughs> uh, and santana always wore a black hat so yeah there, there you, you go. go there you go um we're going cat black hat
1: <laughs> we're gonna skip at 12 years now we're skipping the whole aughts, as they call them. We're going to go all the way to 2011 when Adele had the number one song with someone like you. And I only make note of this one because Dan Wilson co-wrote this song and we recently had him as a guest. Never mind.
0: Massive, massive song. It, it's amazing. I, I love that. I love that, that Dan, you know, 20 years. Well, not, was it 20 years? Let's think here. It's, uh, yeah, about 13, 14 years after he wrote Closing Time, he co-writes the, the arguably the biggest song of his career. Probably even oh. bigger than Closing Time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's way bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's way bigger. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. Just just in the UK alone, that song's so massive. So good for him. Not going to go Halloween here, though, Chris.
1: Yeah, it's not very Halloween. Uh, two years later, I feel like we've been I feel like we've been talking about her so much on the after party. But in 2013, the number one song was Royals by Lord. We are caught up in your love affair and we'll never be royals. Royals. It's a one in our blood. That kind of luck's just ain't for us. We crave a different kind of buzz. Let me be.
0: On Halloween, because we we did talk about that song recently, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it was in the charts. We did one of those charts episodes. But, you know, I kind of feel like this song, once again, not anything about the subject matter, but I do feel like there's a Halloween vibe to it a little bit, like there's a little bit of a spooky feel to
0: it. Yeah, like the the real high Royals part. I'll, I'll- I'll, I'll kind of give you that. I, again, yeah. no man left behind. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can disagree. Uh, uh, some of these are <laughs> a stretch. I'm just trying to see how they match the time of year. Hey, I only got two left, and they are from more recent years. We're going to 2015 now, when The Weeknd had the number one song with The Hills. And I'm going to go ahead and guess, Chris, that you don't know what song that is.
0: I, I don't. I, I I have a rule, and I'm sorry. Uh, if we ever have one of these bands on the show, I'm going to have to eat crow with this, Chris. But I, I don't like the, the upside down letters in the band's names. I can't get behind it. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely showing my age.
1: Well, the weekend's so big that he's done like the Super Bowl halftime show. Dude, you know, the first time I saw the weekend play, uh, me and my buddy Johnny went and saw him play at Mr. Smalls. Like last minute we're like, oh let's go see the weekend play at Mr. Small's. And then it was like, you know, eight or nine years later, he's doing the Super Bowl halftime show. Like what yeah. a come up. Uh but dude, this No, and hey,
0: and hey, for for the record though, I'm not a weekend hater. It was that was that was more of a joke. But no, i I I'm sure I know this song, but I can't get it in my head. It's a, maybe
1: you can hum a few bars for us. Yeah, this song was hard to avoid, Chris. This is a song that goes. <laughs> That's the real me when I'm fucked up. That's the real me, yeah. You know that song?
0: I don't, but I want. You, I'm gonna take this vocal track you just did, and I'm gonna put a beat behind it. <laughs> I, did, um, I, I could do, have done I that do better. Not, I, how don't I know the song? If it was that big, jeez, I was living under a rock. Yeah, you live under that rock. Uh, See, I know I'm not living under the rock anymore, though, man. This show has brought me into the forefront. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. Rediscovering all the new all the new sounds, but no, I don't I don't know that song,
1: (laughs) dude. It's funny. I gotta say this real quick. We recently did the episode about 2014, and we did like you know a bunch of the songs that were popular in 2014. That I went to the Facebook group and I posted all 100 of the top 100 songs and had people vote. (laughs) And there were so many comments like, "This is a horrible list of songs." 2014, I will say, was a rough year. I loved Paramore, (laughs) Ain't It Fun, but other than that, it was a bad year for music. And then the last one I have left, Chris, I hope you weren't too far under your rock in 2019 to know the song that was number one on Halloween, which was truth hurts by Lizzo. Do you know that one?
0: Truth hurts. You're going to have to sing a few bars, Chris.
1: So that Just one, no, Ah <laughs> oh, man, you missed out on Truth Hurts. Truth Hurts was like a phenomenon of a song, Lizzo. Lizzo, you don't know who Lizzo Kay. is. She, mm-hmm. She's in the no. news as we're recording this, she's in the news because she's like an awesome pop performer, uh, but she got to play James Madison's flute. Like at like this historic 200 year old flute, she got to play it and it was like a big news story this week. Some people were mad about it or whatever, but she, she's an amazing flute player. And I mean, I guess that would be a flutist. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm not angry about it, but why would she be bestowed the honor of playing James Madison's flute? Because she's a super famous artist who's amazing at flute. Name Chris, I I dare you name one other famous flutist. <laughs> uh, I I want to say his name was Ian from Jethro oh, Tull. Oh yeah, be, that
0: would that, be maybe the only one, and that that's a stretch. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: But it was just. I guess no one – I don't know if no one has played it, but she played it amazing. There's all these videos of her playing it, and, yeah, she had the honor of playing that flute.
0: Do you think that uh, her song from 2019 uh, is (laughs) Halloween-themed?
1: No, other than the fact that I'm sure every Halloween party of 2019 was like (laughs) – that song, this – I don't mean anything by this, but I loved that song when it came out. I'm like, Oh my God, this song's amazing. The beat is amazing. When the beat drops in that song, you're like, Whoa, this song's incredible, but it got so annoying <laughs> so fast when you'd go out to a bar and then there'd be like a group of uh, drunk girls singing every word of it. And you're like, ah, oh. <laughs> it kind of, it kind of, it kind of uh, took it down a notch for me. But Chris, that's all I got. I mean, other than <laughs> other than Bobby Boris and maybe who can it be now? Maybe question mark in the mysterians. A <laughs> black cat and black cat. We got to give black cat a little bit of credit. Yes, um, yes. It wasn't n- too many. wasn't as many as I thought. Again,
0: I I figured that there'd be more songs Halloween themed released around that time. And for the listeners listening to this, let us know in the Facebook group. Let us know what songs you think could have been released around Halloween. Uh, maybe songs that that uh, that are obvious to you that are that uh, Chris and I missed or something. And I got a couple more Halloween things here, Chris. Before we wrap up. So, do you remember your first Halloween costume?
1: Oh, the oldest one I can remember probably be Darth Vader I was Darth Vader when I was little yeah my mom sent me to school dressed as a clown (laughs) and like
0: and I know I had earlier uh uh, Halloween costumes but I got made fun of by the older kids (laughs) and I remember crying my eyes out I never wanted to dress up for Halloween again but I got over it I went as Frankenstein one year and my mom you remember Lincoln Logs of course, I had mad yep. Lincoln logs. <laughs> the shortest Lincoln logs were about an inch a piece, and uh, we didn't have any bolts for my neck. So my mom had taken <laughs> tin-, tin foil around Lincoln logs and stuck them on my neck with duct tape, and that kind of would have worked if you know I was from Minneapolis and it was cold outside. But uh, in Florida. And October didn't work so well. I made it about three blocks and the bolts <laughs> fell off. But
1: yeah. you sweat your Lincoln logs off. That should be that should be your new your new saying, man. man. I'm sweating my Lincoln logs off up here. And Chris, you know what I say? I say fuck Legos. I was all I was all Lincoln logs and const- me too. And const- there were these things called constructs that were like gray with like blue connectors. Constructs and Lincoln logs all the way what's one of your most recent
0: Halloween costumes that you thought was great, uh, if any? D-
1: dude, I was Prince Um, maybe like six or seven years ago. I had an amazing Prince. I'm going to send you a picture of it. I had a Prince <laughs> Prince costume that I won best costume at my own Halloween party. And um, <laughs> how do you win best costume at your own party? I know. And I didn't give myself the award because I had, I'm like, oh, everyone vote, voted for me for best male costume. But uh, what's really funny about that is that we showed my, my girlfriend's kid, who's nine, we showed him that picture and said, that was when Chris had hair. <laughs> and and he, he's like, wow. He's like, he, you know, like really believe that's what my hair was. I had I had very long prince. It was like long curly prince hair. You know, it wasn't before he had the short hair. But uh, yes, I was. That was uh, a recent good one. Um, nice. So yeah.
0: well, my my most recent one it was gosh it's going back like 10 years now but I was I was Richard G- Gene Simmons and oh, I was yeah. dressed as yeah and and many of you have probably seen the picture uh, if you got my book blast from the past it was in there and yeah I was uh, dressed as Richard Simmons in the outfit uh, like an exercise outfit but I had Gene Simmons face paint on and uh, that was one of my most most favorite recent Halloween costumes and I and I went over kind of <laughs> Did, didn't go over as, as as good as I thought it was going to go. I, I did it at the fest in Gainesville, and about half the crowd laughed, and the other nice. half looked at me like, what are you
1: doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, man, this has been fun. I think Halloween is the best holiday, so uh, I'm glad that we're able to celebrate it by doing a podcast. Absolutely, and special shout-out to my bass player in Less Than Jake,
0: Roger Lima. Happy birthday. He's wow. a Halloween baby.
1: Nice. Hey, everyone, hope you all enjoyed that look back on all those Halloween day hits. Don't forget, ChrisToMakes.com is where you can go to sign up for our supporting cast. For the cost of buying Chris and I a small gourd or a couple of Reese's Cups, you can help keep the lights on over here at To Makes a Podcast and get a weekly bonus episode like the one you just heard, plus that giant back catalog. That's a lot of entertainment for some pocket change. Have a great Halloween weekend, everybody, and we'll be back Monday with a new episode. this is the story of whitney houston this is the story of kurt cobain of george michael of otis Redding. of amy winehouse of michael hutchins bob marley this is the story of prince it's a new podcast series about how they died why they died Feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.